against Bitcoin. It's going up forever, Warren. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Simply Bitcoin, the number one daily live Bitcoin show on YouTube, Twitter, and Rumble. We cover breaking news, culture, and memetic warfare. We bring on Bitcoiners from all around the world, from the biggest names to the everyday Bitcoiner, and we will be your guide through the separation of money and state. What a crazy, crazy day we had yesterday. I, I'm Personally, in my opinion, I think we had some pivotal moments in the separation of money and state that happened yesterday. First of all, as you guys can tell from the title, Naib Bukele went to CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Conference, and warned the world and, of course, conservatives and Americans about fighting for freedom, naming names. I, I highly recommend you guys watch the whole video, but especially important for us the disastrous problems of money printing and its effects on the world at large. But of course, you guys as Americans and all of us freedom-minded people, a conversation we've been having here on Simply Bitcoin like literally every single day, that money printing is what's destroying the world. And it's very obvious to everyone. I say it all the time. Most people know the problem, but very few people know the solutions. The solutions are not talked about enough. And of course, we think it starts with Simply Bitcoin. And then... On the flip side, I guess, guys, this this might be a little politically uh, tinged show today. There is a theme here. But Trump was asked at a town hall meeting what his thoughts were on Bitcoin. And though he didn't embrace Bitcoin, uh, he didn't necessarily say anything bad about Bitcoin. And and before you guys would be like, oh, simply Bitcoin, a bunch of Trumpers. Uh, we're just acknowledging what's going on in the world. Again, this is another theme we've been talking about constantly on Simply Bitcoin. And it is Bitcoin saturating popular culture and becoming a defining conversation in all political circles. It's not left versus right. It is orange versus green. And man, uh, you know, Trump is a huge dollar maxi, but uh, I think there is some wiggle room here where where he could uh, potentially embrace Bitcoin. And before again, you guys all lose your mind and go full Trump derangement syndrome on me, guys. You know, love him or hate him. The guy's hilarious and he has power. People listen to him. He's influential. And man, if he does embrace Bitcoin, on the one hand, we will see people follow him, you know, follow him to anywhere, the promised land, quote unquote, as people say. And then we'll see the Trump derangement syndrome on the other side, and that will go directly to the Bitcoin derangement syndrome. So, man, we're in some interesting times here as Bitcoiners. It's only, what, the second month? We're about to be in the third month of the year, I think. Things are going to start heating up for us in, in Bitcoin land, but rather in the world at large. And of course, as we say all the time, actually, I can just pull it up on the soundboard. Everyone will have to have a Bitcoin point of view. It's only a matter of time until that conversation is happening everywhere. Anyways, I'm not alone. I'm here with Chris Alamo. Uh, what's it? Programming director at Swan. Because, hey, guys. Uh, send some love and thoughts and prayers to Nico. A new Bitcoiner was just born. A new member of the Simply Bitcoin family was just born. So I got the news this morning. Uh, Nico and Sophie have delivered a beautiful baby girl. So send them your love, guys. But in the meantime, the show goes on. And we got Chris Alamo. How you doing today, bro? Good to have you back. Doing well. Sending my love to uh, Sophie, Nico, and the new baby girl. Uh, new Bitcoiner is born. 
you know, a big number of Bitcoiners go up one way or the other through procreation <laughs> or conversion. Dude, propagate the memes. You got to propagate the memes. And the best way to do it is by creating more Bitcoiners. So, uh, you know, I still got a long ways ahead before I do that one. But shout out to Nico and Selfie. Anyways, we're not alone here, guys. We have, I, I would consider a good friend. We have Ben Jessman, a.k.a. the Bitcoin wine guy, a.k.a. a Bitcoin entrepreneur. He creates the wine peony lane good to have you bro actually also uh a very strong memer in his own right created some very good memes so how you doing bro I, i'm excited for this conversation it'll be a little less wine focused and a little more entrepreneurial focused so um yeah man how you doing okay someone's telling me my my mic's messed up but here we go here we go ah what a morning what a morning how you doing ben I'm so good. Thank you for having me here. It feels great to be welcomed with arms wide open. And and look at this background. Look at that. Beautiful day today with you guys. Yeah. The best background. Going in the wine cave. Let's go. It's all, all real. Right, guys. All right. Well, we got a lot to talk about. Let's just get right into it. Got a big day coming. The Bitcoin numbers. Is your Bitcoin in cold storage really secure? Is your seed phrase really secure. Stamp Seed's do-it-yourself kit has everything you need to hammer your seed words into commercial-grade titanium plates instead of just writing them on paper. Don't store your generational wealth on paper. Paper is prone to water damage, fire damage. You want to put your generational wealth on one of the strongest metals on planet Earth, titanium. Your words are actually stamped into this metal plate with this hammer and these letter stamps. And once your words are in, they aren't going anywhere. No risk of the plate breaking apart and pieces falling everywhere. Titanium stamp seeds will survive nearly triple the heat produced by a house fire. They're also crush proof, waterproof, non-corrosive and time proof. All things that paper is not allowing you to hodl your Bitcoin with peace of mind for the long haul. Stamp your seed on Stamp Seed. All right, guys, before we go on, make sure you go check out BitcoinWell.com, a self-custody by default Bitcoin platform on a mission to enable independence. They just finally released their platform to the US. And of course, guys, they want your guys's feedback. So go use the, the platform. Adam's an OG. He's a savage. He wants the savage feedback. And he said, be as rude as possible. And of course, there is the Bitcoin jackpot contest happening right now. So go sign up. If you sign up by next week, you will be in the running to get a foundation or a passport by foundation. And of course, some other goodies. Anyways, let's get into the numbers, guys. We're over here on Clark Moody's dashboard. And of course, the block height, the number that matters the most, in my opinion, is TikTok next block. Bitcoin is working exactly as designed. And we're at block height of 831712 The Bitcoin price is currently at $51,040, which means the sats per dollar is 1960 The total percentage of Bitcoin that will ever be issued is 93 point five wait 93.50%. The market cap of Bitcoin is uh, teetering at $1 trillion. The realized monetary inflation taking fiat currencies to schools at 1.74%. And the Bitcoin versus gold market cap. We're inching towards that 10% of the gold market cap. We're at 7.26%. The total lightning capacity is currently at 4,000. Wait, public lightning capacity, 4,707.78 BTC. And the hash rate the last 90 days is absolutely going nuclear. Numbers going up on hash rate. We are currently at, well, roughly at estimated 
estimated at 527.1 exahashes. The pending fees in the mempools right now, or at least the one Clark Moody's hooked up to is 7.07 BTC. And the blocks to having is 8,288 with an estimated date of April 19th, 2024. So hopefully we can uh, slow that down and get, get the meme number. Anyways, of course, we do have a Bitcoin ETF update. And I, I don't, I'm not going to use the Bitcoin treasuries.net site today because our team dropped a solid meme in it. It really just goes to show how much Bitcoin these ETFs are scooping up. And there's what, 12 of them, and I'm only going to touch on two, the biggest one. So BlackRock and Fidelity now own a combined 218,594 Bitcoin worth $11.1 billion for their Bitcoin ETFs, guys. If you've been following along in the last few weeks when we've been covering this, you know, the ETFs only a month old. They're scooping up like thousands of Bitcoin a day. So you know what we think here. It's only a matter of time until number goes up. All right. Anyways, let's get into the numbers for today. And of course, this is the Trump video that went around yesterday. And again, guys, before you guys all say we're Trumpies or Trumpites or whatever the meme is for Trump, or before you say we're MAGA country or whatever, we like to separate the conversation. It's not left versus right. It is Bitcoin versus fiat money. It is orange versus green. But it's becoming very obvious to us Bitcoin, especially since we're in the front line, that Bitcoin is becoming a defining conversation. And as you can see here from this Bitcoin Mag tweet, shouts out to our boy Nick Campmine over there at Bitcoin Mag and the whole Bitcoin Mag news team. Donald Trump says, quote, many people are embracing Bitcoin and he's seeing more and more people wanting to pay in Bitcoin. So before we get into this video, you know, Trump is a fiat maxi. I, I think we can all agree that, that Trump's a fiat maxi. It is what it is. But I want you guys to notice what he's saying when he's talking about dollars. He's saying, I like one powerful thing. It is dollars. We all know that dollars rule the world right now. You know, we get trolled in the chat all the time, every single day saying like, oh, you don't care about the price, but you price Bitcoin in dollars. Like, yeah, guys, dollars is the world reserve currency right now. It's a unit of account for basically the whole world. But we know as Bitcoiners that Bitcoin is much more powerful than the dollar. Bitcoin is way better in terms of tech money technology than the dollar. So I think it's only a matter of time until everyone embraces Bitcoin, whether you like them or not. And we all know that Vivek has been in Trump's ears, and that's probably why he's coming out as anti-CBDCs. Well, I think it's only a matter of time until he embraces Bitcoin and literally breaks the internet when he does. Anyways, let's listen to this clip that made the rounds on Twitter, and then we'll talk about it. China obviously has its own push in the Chinese uh, digital currency. But isn't the next logical step for you to embrace Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin obviously is decentralized. The government can't get its hands on it. What about Bitcoin with all the young people, including African-Americans, who are, are very interested in it? Well, a lot of people are doing it. I always liked one currency. I, could, I call it a currency. I like the dollar. But a lot of people are doing it. And frankly, uh, it's, it's taken a life of its own. You probably have to do some regulation, as you know. But many people are uh, embracing it. And more and more, I'm seeing people wanting to pay Bitcoin. And you're seeing something that's interesting. So uh, I can live with it one way or the other. I've always liked one really powerful thing, and that's called the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I think there, I think there's some points there. There's some, there's some few points in there that that Trump's talking about. Of course, he loves the dollar. He's a dollar maxi. He loves the one powerful thing, the dollar. But let's just kind of break it down a little bit. You know, 
first off, he acknowledged that Bitcoin is saturating popular culture, that people are using it, that it's becoming a defining conversation, that people are asking to pay in Bitcoin for probably his merch. I know he just dropped like a sneaker or something. So I think this is kind of part of the things that we all talk about as Bitcoiners is like ask the merchants to accept Bitcoin. And we're seeing constantly, and I think we are highly underestimating the impact of Bitcoin saturating popular culture in this year moving forward. But Trump said himself, I like one powerful thing, and it's a dollar. Of course, he's a fiat maxi. He's a, I mean, I think at one time was a billionaire. Now, he just likes dollars because of what dollars can buy. The purchasing power of the dollar is still technically the best out of all the other paper currencies, but it's melting ice cubes, guys. And of course, the dollar is the world reserve currency. It's a unit of account of the world. So it's, you know, the petrodollar, it basically controls the world right now, but it's a leaky bucket and it loses value at a very least of 2% of its purchasing power a year. And as we've been seeing and covering on the show, inflation is running rampant. The Fed is seemingly not able to control the dollar. It seems like the dollar is losing its position in the world, it's losing that power. And we think that Bitcoin is the thing to replace it. And let's just ask, let's just ask a little, little simple question, a little thought experiment. What sounds like the stronger currency? Something that is censorship resistant, that is hard capped, that is globally accepted with no middleman, quick as lightning, stores your wealth through time and space, or the opposite. It loses 2% at minimum per year. It is censorable. It's literally infinite. And it's not accepted everywhere. Unless you know you're forced by uh, some some uh, some violence, and it can't be sent lightning fast. It's physical, you know. It's paper. It's literally destructible, um, and it doesn't store your wealth through time and space. Like to me, it's a very simple question. Of course, I know my bias. It is Bitcoin, but to say the least, love Trump or hate him. I think it's only a matter of time until Trump embraces Bitcoin and he literally blows people's minds up because once Trump embraces something, he's so devices that people are going to have to talk about it. And even though Trump is noticing that something interesting is happening with Bitcoin and it's saturating popular culture, people are asking about Bitcoin, he's still kind of like, yeah, I, you know, I can leave it or take it. I really don't care. So once he actually embraces Bitcoin, I think it's going to be very interesting. And it's really going to break the game theory of Bitcoin, whether he gets there or not. You know, you guys can debate it in the chat. But I find it hilarious that the Trump derangement syndrome, a.k.a. the Bitcoin derangement syndrome that will follow. Oh, man, it's going to be so beautiful to see all the Fiat Maxis, the anti-Trumpers go out there and literally shoot themselves in the foot. And as Bitcoiners like to say, have fun staying poor. So, hey, this is where we are in the story. We have the biggest political figures being asked about Bitcoin, talking about Bitcoin and noticing that Bitcoin is slowly but surely taking over the world. And we're only in the second month of 2024. We haven't even got the last leg of the bull run. Man, this year is going to get absolutely crazy. It's oh, it's so awesome to be on the front lines and be a Bitcoiner and just document all this stuff. It, it's come, becoming easier and easier every day to show up and do a daily news show because it's like everyone's talking about Bitcoin and we're just getting more and more people to talk about Bitcoin. And on the flip side, it's becoming more and more obvious to average everyday people why they need Bitcoin. I, I know you guys have seen the, the clips on social media, you know, all the Gen Z's and millennials are all complaining about inflation. They're complaining about like, man, I can't even survive. I wasn't born to work two jobs. I don't have a social life. Like what is going on? Guys, 
It's the money. The money is breaking in real time, and we have a solution. It is simply Bitcoin. Anyways, Chris, you're usually a little more level-headed. You know, you're a little more right side of the bell curve than I am. So what's your thoughts on this? Well, I, I think I'd say the dollar is the best crack house on the street. Uh, that's the famous <laughs> line that uh, uh, Greg Foss always says, and I love using that line. So while Trump is advocating for the dollar, it makes sense. He's a former president, obviously advocating to be the president nowadays. Strong dollar, you know, technically means a strong U.S. economy. Uh, we don't have to get into the whole dynamics of, uh, you know, the, the issues that come with a strong dollar globally and the issues for importing stuff. But that's another thing. Uh, this morning on Cafe Bitcoin, uh, Joe Carlosare brought up a Republican survey. So it was a survey. I know we don't always trust surveys, fam, but hear me for a second. The survey was sent out to Republican voters talking about their thoughts on strengthening the dollar. And 92% of the Republicans in that survey said they opted for that. Then they asked the next question about gold. Would they want the U.S. dollar to be backed by some type of gold or uh, other precious metal? 60% of the people in that survey said that they would like gold to back the U.S. dollar. The, obviously, the mechanics of that is a little bit more difficult, but they opted for that. The most bullish part of the survey, though, was Republicans that received the survey. They said, what are their thoughts on Bitcoin? Or is that something that should be on the Fed's balance sheet or something like the U.S. dollar being backed by Bitcoin? 40%, 40%, we are very early and 40% of Republicans are positive or neutral to positive about Bitcoin being on the balance sheet of the US government. So the masses are coming, people are waking up and people are learning more and more about Bitcoin. Hopefully not, they're avoiding the cryptocurrency of it all, but it was very cool and bullish thing on that survey. Obviously, with 92% saying they'd love a stronger dollar, Trump is obviously, uh, you know, kind of using that survey to his advantage and saying like, yep, we should have a stronger dollar. You know, it's a good talking point. A lot of Republicans surveyed and said that they would like that. Uh, with that being said, you know, I don't want this to become a partisan issue. Obviously, remember in 2022, we had Kirsten Gillibrand and Cynthia Lummis. They were trying to pass a crypto and Bitcoin bill, basically allowing for like $600 of spending. Uh, if you're below that limit, that it's not taxed or they were trying to include a lot of different things. Ultimately, it was kind of shut down. I hope a version of that bill comes back to making it more tax friendly for using Bitcoin. Uh, but you never want to spend your sats, everyone. But I know uh, Ben can probably talk to, uh, he loves taking your sats for his wine. That is something <laughs> I love my sats for because I do like his wine. It's a very great product. But I think that the point is we need more people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand is a great example. She's a Democrat from New York, where Cynthia Lummis is a senator from uh, Wyoming. And we want more, uh, you know, across the aisle cooperation. Like this is this doesn't have to be a political issue. It's not. The political issue is people weaponizing the dollar against their constituents and abroad, and people are losing their purchasing power. They are hurting. You know, obviously inflation has not been two percent as their target. It's been much much higher over the last four years, even probably longer than that. But they're able to hide it through various things like hedonic adjustments and such. Um, with that said, don't trust politicians. Don't trust Verify. Uh, obviously, you know, trust, uh, believe what they do, not what they say. I think that's the best way to look at it. Uh, and if these politicians did a little bit of research, even just a tiny bit of research and check that like priced in Bitcoin, I know Trump is an avid real estate guy. If you've looked at real estate prices, priced in Bitcoin, they've collapsed, meaning that the value of homes have gotten cheaper and cheaper if you're living on a Bitcoin standard. So I'll leave you guys at that, you know, stack sats, stay, stay humble, stack sats. And I'll just leave you at that. Uh, Chris, love it. Uh, Nigel in the chat goes, uh, Chris bringing too much grown-up analysis. What's going on today? Chris dropping the sauce. I, I completely missed that survey and that poll. 
And that I think that's a, you know, a microcosm of, of what's going on in the zeitgeist. And again, guys, you know, Bitcoin is for anyone. And what I don't care what side of the aisle you are on, you know, the the progressives usually care about like social problems. And personally, I think Bitcoin can help those people like Bitcoin helps people get out of poverty. It helps people bootstrap themselves. It is a beneficial force for humanity. And on the right, you know, they care about taxation and property rights. And it's like Bitcoin is property in cyberspace encrypted by the cyber hornets or whatever Sailor says. It's like Bitcoin and the dollar, which we will see with the Bukele uh, clip following, it has been weaponized. And Bitcoin basically breaks that control. And all you have to do is just save in Bitcoin, live your life, provide value to your fellow man, literally be a good human and save in Bitcoin. And everyone wins here. So, you know, let's try not to get too divisive here. I know I know, Trump's such a polarizing figure, but our job here is to cover everyone talking about Bitcoin, whether it's good or whether it's bad, whether we like them or whether we don't. Everyone will be talking about Bitcoin. Anyways, Ben, what's your thoughts on all this stuff going on today? I was so much more interested in the question that was asked and how it was phrased than Trump's answer. Because as, excuse me, the president of the United States, it's pretty hard to be like, we want to go to a Bitcoin standard. That's huge upheaval in the world. And ultimately, the better strategy is to just stay quiet, stack stats on the side, not tell anyone. and then let the global financial system melt down, whatever you're all set up. The way the question was asked was, isn't the next logical step to go to Bitcoin and not crypto, just specifically Bitcoin. It was like the way she phrased that just got me so fired up because it was so on point. And then she finishes the question with just like how African-Americans in the United States really love Bitcoin. And that kind of gets past the like, just this Trump, because if you go to the left side, I mean, they love identity politics. They love um, race-based stuff and, and helping like perceived victims. And if their perceived victims are all jumping onto Bitcoin, it's a little bit harder to like shut it down as this hard right-wing conspiracy. I mean, I think that they obviously they will try to do that because it takes power away from the state, which is uh, more the leftist side of the side of the spectrum. But like, I don't really expect Trump to be a super pro Bitcoin figure. Um, even Vivek in the hindsight backside, like if, if he chooses Vivek as a running mate, um, Vivek's very pro strengthening the dollar and everything. And it's more just don't be anti. And I feel like his stance since the last time I heard him talk about it was has changed from like anti to neutral slash not really still knowing anything about it. So we'll see what happens, but it was pretty cool to see him talking about that. And then they zoom in on the crowd and it's just a bunch of like old Republican caucus goers. Like it was just, is a really cool frame to have that specific Bitcoin question said in that stage with all that context specifically about bitcoin no crypto conversation at all in that clip love it love it couldn't agree more and let's not forget uh 
I don't even know how to say her name, but Melania Trump tweeted about the Genesis block, wasn't it? Like a few years ago. So I think we can. Yeah, I think it was this year. This year. Yeah. And they they just dropped like a, didn't they do like a Trump ordinal or NFT or something like that? So at least they kind of know what their audience is doing. And I think it just goes to show that Bitcoin is highly saturating the culture. And then someone said in the chat, uh, you know, that we should, you know, like, uh, man up and and embrace trump or whatever it's like guys i literally don't like any politician at all i am so anti-politics it's absolutely hilarious but bitcoin is highly political because it is a political and the main political tool going on in the world is the dollar so hey if they're embracing bitcoin i'm not one of these like one issue voter guys i i i fundamentally like i like people talking about bitcoin but also like I voted once and I don't know if I'm going to vote again. I'll, you know, full disclosure, I, I feel like I got scammed. But anyways, this just goes to show that politicians are having these conversations. Everyone's going to be having these conversations. And now everyone's going to have to have an opinion on Bitcoin. And it's just beautiful to see. We are moving the Overton window. It's Friday, guys. So you guys can drink on your bingo card today. The Overton window is shifting and everyone is talking about Bitcoin. So man, what a crazy, crazy world we are moving into. Anyways, let's get into the news because Bukele absolutely destroys the dollar and the Fed and really, really, I think, shares a strong warning for the world. The Daily News. I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Foundation Devices. It's self-custody done right. They built a premium grade hardware wallet called Passport right here in the US. It's fully open source and verifiable. It's the most intuitive Bitcoin wallet designed with a UX reminiscent of a simple feature phone. So you will know how to navigate it and use it the moment you pick it up. Get your Bitcoin off exchanges and into your into your own hands in just a few minutes. Experience the peace of mind that comes with taking ownership of your own keys. After a massive sellout during Bitcoin Miami 2023, the passport is back in stock at foundationdevices.com. Bitcoin only, open source verifiable, completely air gap security model, gorgeous design craft, premium grade materials. If you're thinking about getting your Bitcoin off exchanges, this is the one for you. Check out the passport link in the show notes below to learn more. All right, guys, scan the QR code. Get yourself a Nokia phone. I'm kidding. It's a passport by foundation. They're so sexy. All right. Anyways, let's get into this clip here, guys, because I man, I I truly think this was a historic historic speech here. You know, Bukele has been absolutely killing it in the PR recently. I don't know if you guys caught his acceptance speech when he got reelected at last week. Like I, I was getting the chills and we don't have the whole clip here, but I highly suggest you guys go watch the whole Bukele CPAC speech because he absolutely decimates everything he he named names he's talking about fighting for freedom that it's not too late but for us here at simply bitcoin we always pinpoint when it comes to finances when it comes to the dollar and when people talk about the real problem aka the dollar the money printing going absolutely nuclear you know money printer going burr we have to highlight it. So here we go. Shout out to the Simply Bitcoin team. They go new. El Salvador President Naib Bukele speaks at the 2024 CPAC in the U.S. And they got a quote here. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. All right, guys. So let's watch this whole video. 
it there was there's a part after this video which is basically uh i wish we added this to it was basically like there's still hope for you guys and he didn't really say bitcoin but you know he was going there actually someone did yell bitcoin when he's talking about this and you'll hear all this but there's still time for us guys and of course we say saving in bitcoin but let's get into this clip for instance the financial situation of the united states when i talk to my conservative friends right here they always tell me that the problem is high taxes but they're wrong of course high taxes are extremely high here in the united states i i give you that you're right in that but that's not the real problem the real problem is not the high taxes themselves but the fact that they are not even really funding the government not even those high taxes higher than a lot of places in the world not even those taxes are really funding the government so who's financing the government government is financed by treasury bonds paper and who buys the treasury bonds mostly the fed and how does the fed buy them by printing money but what backing does the fed have for that money being printed the treasury bonds themselves so basically you finance the government by printing money out of thin air someone could ask Someone could ask, well, so if the government can print the limited amounts of money out of thin air, why did they collect taxes? <laughs> I mean, in theory, it would make sense, right? If they can print unlimited amounts of money, why would they need taxes for? The answer is simple, but it's very shocking. The real problem is that you pay high taxes only to uphold the illusion that you are funding the government, which you are not. It's shocking, but it's true. The government is funded by money printing, paper backed with paper, a bubble that will inevitably burst. The situation is even worse than it seems, because if most Americans and the rest of the world were to become aware of this farce, confidence in your currency would be lost the dollar will fall, and the Western civilization with it. If the next president of the United States doesn't make the necessary policies and structural changes, sooner or later that bubble will burst. Sheesh! Absolute yeah, I, mic drops. Absolute love, mic I, drops. I love the guy yelling Bitcoin from the audience. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And man, there's so much to unpack here. But before I do that, I really want to highlight the article from Bitcoin Magazine. If you watch the show, you know we reference this all the time. It's called Stop Drinking the Elite's Kool-Aid. And there's a very powerful quote in here. And again, we, we reference this quote almost... I don't know, probably once a week. Anyways, he goes, um, the interesting part is that the first and second group exist mostly because of the third. And he's talking about people that either support or are detractors of not only Bitcoin, but of freedom. And he says, why? Because the most vocal detractors are the ones who are afraid and pressuring us to reverse our decisions are the world's powerful elites and the people who work for or benefit from them. They used to own everything. And in a way, they still do. The media, the banks, the NGOs, the international organizations, and almost all the governments and corporations 
corporations in the world. And with that, of course, they own the armies, the loans, the money supply, the credit ratings, the narratives, the propaganda, the factories, the food supply. They control international trade and international law, but their most powerful weapon is the control of, quote, truth. And they're willing to fight, lie, smear, destroy, censor, confiscate, print, and do whatever it takes to maintain and increase their control over that truth and everything and everyone. And here he is at CPAC basically saying what we say here on Simply Bitcoin all the time is that they have, hold on, I, they have to keep printing money to continue the charade that the real Fiat, the real Ponzi is fiat money. It's literally a Ponzi backed by papers. It's paper backed by paper. And the more they print, the more they debase your savings, the more they steal your labor, the more your purchasing power decreases. And I think the the hardest hitting part about that speech of Bukele, he's like, if the world doesn't wake up to this, rather, if Americans don't wake up to this, the bubble is going to burst and we are seeing that bubble decline. We're seeing the power of the dollar dwindle, whether it's from the BRICS nations, whether it's people not wanting to buy government treasuries. Like we're seeing in real time that the dollar is losing its foothold and we think Bitcoin will be the thing to replace it. And we constantly show you the debt clock. And this is just a visual example of what Bukele is talking about. Again, I'm over here at US debt clock. We, we bring this up all the time. Everyone knows the US national debt. It's just past $34 trillion. And what Bukele was saying, the idea that your taxes don't won't ever pay that debt. It's just the illusion of you financing the government, but it's really being financed by money printing. Well, again, just compare this. You know, U.S. national debt, $34 trillion. U.S. federal tax revenue is $4.6 trillion. And that doesn't even account for the unfunded liabilities of $213 trillion. Like, need I say more? Your dollars and the taxes that you guys pay will never, I repeat, will never pay off the debt that the U.S. has incurred. And (laughs) (laughs) this is why we always say fix the money, fix the world. It starts with the money. We've been covering it on this show very hard the last two weeks that the dollar is the main control mechanism. And now everyone is waking up to it. Now everyone is talking. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people are talking about the dollar as a control mechanism. And I find it very interesting that Bukele went to CPAC. It's a conservative. I I forget what it it stands for. Uh, I have it over here in my notes for you guys. Conservative Political Action Conference. And he's pinpointing the problem. It's the money, guys. If you really care about taxes, if you really care about private uh, property, then you need to have a money that cannot be censored, that cannot be stolen, that cannot be debased. And of course, that is Bitcoin. So we're seeing in real time that the big Bitcoin signal is going worldwide. It's going global. Everyone and their mother is going to be talking about Bitcoin. But this is what we say here all the time. If you're in the know, you know the problem. But few people are talking about the solution, and the solution is getting on the Bitcoin standard on an individual level, whether that and then, of course, the corporate level, the nation state level, everyone will adopt Bitcoin for their own survival. Stop looking for someone else to help you. No one is going to come here. No one's going to be your savior. You need to save yourself and save in Bitcoin. Man, I'm sure we can unpack Bukele's speech three minutes for like an hour. I think he absolutely destroyed the dollar. He destroyed the the fraud that is the central banks. 
And uh, the real Ponzi is the fiat Ponzi, not Bitcoin. And and we're moving into the cycle where everyone's going to be talking about Bitcoin and they're going to be like, oh, Bitcoin's a Ponzi or what? what's it? Bitcoin's tulips. And it's like, man, the real Ponzi is fiat money. It is backed by money printing. It is paper backed by paper, backed by, you know, what's uh, what's it say on the dollars? I haven't held a dollar in a while, so I forget what it says. But uh, backed by the full faith and credit of the, the, the federal government. Well, it's looking like they... Uh, are losing that legitimacy. And uh, this is why Bitcoin, this is why I, I, for a long time, opted out of politics. And now I realize the power of politics. And so I, I realize that like, hey, people talking about Bitcoin's a good thing. The more we spread this message, the more people wake up, the more they're able to save and protect themselves. We're moving into a, I, I hate using the phrase, but a brave new world, a brighter new world, you know, uh, orange world. It's so beautiful being a Bitcoiner and just showing up and watching everyone else catch on to Bitcoin. Anyways, let's go to Chris so he can, uh, you know, tone it down and get a little more right side of the bell curve here. What's your thoughts on this, Chris? No, I think it was a really good talk. I think Bukele is obviously not dumb. He understands uh, fi- financial literacy. Uh, he understands how the whole system is backed. Obviously, that's why he made the decision that he made for El Salvador in 2021, you know, buying Bitcoin and putting it on the balance sheet of El Salvador and obviously trying to uh, attract entrepreneurs and people to El Salvador with, you know, tax inven- uh, tax incentives and, and things as, of that nature. I think one of the things that uh, it was kind of missed, I mean, he's right but is even more nefarious about the high taxes that he mentioned is when you have high taxes, it actually acts as a way to reduce prices. So it's the way that the federal government and the federal reserve use high taxes in order to reduce uh, inflation. And the way that they're doing that, if you're, they're taking more of your money, that's less money that can go out into the economy and drive up prices further. Imagine if all of the tax money that you had, you were taxed at 0% and you had a much larger salary because of the reduction in taxes. Um, It's a way that they can prevent um, they can prevent prices from running away because if they tax the middle and lower class more and more money and they creep up and they tax the, you know, the uber rich as well, you know, it's a way to prevent um, prices from running away. So you can always keep increasing taxes so people have less money so they can put less money into the economy and spend. Um, and that's something that is is kind of even more nefarious that if they were to just drop it to zero and then just fund the government with money printing. Uh, I mean, obviously, we'd see even more runway inflation and such. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's even part of the more nefarious fact of it. But I'd, I would say overall, great clip from Bukele. Uh, I think the whole interview was like 30 minutes. Is that right? Uh, it was like obviously? 25, I think. Yeah, like 24. Yeah, definitely something I need to watch the whole thing. Up. But I mean, that was a great three clips, that, uh, three minute clip there. Yeah, that was, of course, as a Bitcoin channel, that that was the most defining important part of that clip. But the I think the theme of the whole show was essentially like we are all frogs boiling in water. And at a certain point, you're going to have to stand up and fight for freedom, fight for what is good. And you still have time to change the course of America. Like there's still time for us. But if we keep going down this path, if we still if we continue to believe in the corrupt politicians that they have your best, you know, your your <laughs> they have your best interest in mind, uh, you're gonna wake up in a world. What's the what's a I forget the founding father meme um that's like if you are not vigilant, 
one day you will wake up in a world that is completely owned by the banks and you will have lost the country that your forefathers have built. And, you know, as a first generation American, like I, I believe in the meme of home of the brave, land of the free. And I, I think America is still the best country in the world. And I do not want to see America crumble because that means even worse situations for the rest of the world. Like we are the last bastion of freedom. I'm wholly convinced of this. So I hope that more people wake up and we can act course correct and of course i think you know humbly and maybe naively it starts with the money you need to opt into bitcoin and protect yourself freedom money for a freedom country this is the way anyways ben what's your thoughts, on? <laughs> what's your thoughts? it's friday people came for the memes and we know that that's like the most effective warfare that we really have and you snuck a little one in there we kayla did with the if they can just print unlimited money, why are we paying taxes? That hits so many people. He paused there. He took the time. He got everyone to like look at that, see the the wildness of that juxtaposition. And then he landed the plane. And he tells us why those taxes are high, why they're there, why we're getting scammed with that. That's what gave me chills uh, listening to that clip was how eloquent he was. He acknowledged. You could see he saw the guy who yelled Bitcoin. But he kept going, he landed the plane, and he hit it with like people with some real knowledge after a meme that got their mind open. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, everyone's saying give them what they want. I uh, Let's wait till the meme review and I'll go heavy on the horn, guys. Okay. All right. Anyways, guys, before we get into the culture and we talk to our boy Ben about wine. Well, really being an entrepreneur, get yourself Bitcoin evangelism. We need to onboard 10 million more Bitcoiners. We need to onboard the world. And all of us are evangelists. We all love Bitcoin. Well, give your normie friends this book. Give your shitcoining friends this book. And maybe they will wake up to the importance of Bitcoin. As we've been covering in the last two segments, everyone needs to understand why Bitcoin is so important. We are all evangelists in Bitcoin. We all love Bitcoin. We can't stop talking about Bitcoin. Well, here's a framework for you guys to talk to your normie friends, to talk to your family, so that you're not just so unbearable. Go to Amazon, scan the QR code, get yourself Bitcoin evangelism by our boy Brian DeMint today, and let's orange pill the world. Anyways, let's get into the culture. The Daily Culture. All right, guys, before we do that, though, shout out to Kaboom Racks, Kaboom Racks. Go to KaboomRacks.com, jump in their Telegram group. This is the best place to buy, sell, and host your miners. Also, shout out to the whole team. Because in my opinion, they're the goats. They will literally handhold you through the whole process. My boy Alex over there, he will literally tell you not to buy miners, even though it's his job to sell you miners. They they have a great, great white glove service over there. If you have questions about mining, if you've been thinking about mining, go to kaboomracks.com, get in touch with their team or drop in their telegram group and ask them the questions you want to know about mining, whether you should, whether you shouldn't, whether this is a good time to buy a6 whether you should wait to buy a6 or whether s9s are going to be profitable forever uh i think they might be profitable at least that's what my boy alex was saying he's like dude s9s are going to be profitable forever anyways go to kaboom kaboomracks.com and get yourself some a6 or at least start the conversation if you've been thinking about it anyways before we get to just plugging peony lane ben 
How you doing, bro? I'm I'm super excited about this one. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna dox you a little bit. I'm gonna put you on the hot spot. When I saw you in Vegas, you're like, dude. Um, I'm like, yo, can we come on Simply Bitcoin? Let's talk about what you're doing. And he's like, nah, man. Like, I gotta talk about wine. Like, I don't want to talk about the wine process. I want to talk about being a Bitcoiner. So, even though you are known as a Bitcoin wine guy. We'll talk about wine a little bit. I kind of want to start with the ideas of being a Bitcoin entrepreneur and how this has maybe helped you, maybe how it's expand your your business model. Like, wait, maybe we start back. How did you connect the two? Because this is something I talk about with people all the time. Like, you don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to be a developer. You don't have to be a miner to get involved with Bitcoin. All you have to do is take your skills and add Bitcoin on top of it. And I think you're a perfect example of this. It's like, what's wine got to do with Bitcoin besides the fact that all of us Bitcoiners like some good wine? But how did you connect the two? And and how did you, you know, wrap your head around this idea of being a Bitcoin entrepreneur? Realistically, I think it's just the same as everyone where you are doing what you're doing with life and then bitcoin comes your way you you start to understand it and bitcoin just seeps into every part of your life i didn't like i started my winery a year before i started learning about bitcoin and then it was maybe two years of learning about bitcoin before i realized how useful bitcoin could be for taking payments for stacking for saving uh for kind of changing the the time preference of what i have my value in and Honestly, it wasn't even quite my idea. It's just like people started, I got on Twitter to learn about Bitcoin and then people started asking to buy my wine in Bitcoin and it just became a, a no-brainer kind of self, self-fulfilling self prophecy. And really, it's like, it's been such a perfect marriage because Bitcoiners have this low time preference. They kind of understand the value prop of nice wine, of holding it, of buying wine that doesn't make you feel bad afterwards because they have this uh, bit of a, impetus a little push towards like long-term health so you want to drink wine without any additives and additionally i have this army of cyber hornets that want to help me win where sailor talks about that with as far as defense of the bitcoin network and and changes and everything but there's this such a strong group of that's the wrong link by the way it's peenylanewine.com there's such a strong strong, like push for bitcoiners to see other bitcoiners succeed that that can propel i mean a realist any business into a little bit more stratosphere of success because we want to buy from our communities where like i want to buy local first and then if i can't buy local i live in a small town i don't have all the options I buy from a Bitcoiner because I want to support people that are working towards creating a better world and just like I am. And if you create a good product, Bitcoiners value it. And there's nothing like receiving the value of getting paid in Bitcoin. Like the first time that happened and every time since then, it feels amazing. It's so much better than getting paid in dollars because you really feel like that person extra values your product. And there's tools now where with Strike, you can send dollars and I receive Bitcoin. And I think that's kind of the, the future where this is all going, um, especially because I see a bit more tax burden coming on that and maybe some more regulatory pressure. But I want to hold Bitcoin. I want to get paid in Bitcoin. So I better make a good product that Bitcoiners want to purchase with Bitcoin. Otherwise, what am I doing here? No, I, I absolutely love it. And that last part, I think 
is is the key here. And you know, I think as a as a modern society, and and I, I I'm sure we all have heard the meme. You know, like uh, there's no production in America. Everything's going to China. We're all used to this like plastic consumerism where everything's cheap it's it's designed to throw away and once you get on the bitcoin standard and you're an entrepreneur with bitcoin you, you realize it's like oh man uh if i want to incentivize people to give me bitcoin i have to give them a high quality product or else they're never going to give me bitcoin and i'm, I'm reminded of my buddy by kingo and i'm not this might seem like i'm shitting on my boy by kingo but uh he's like man how do you guys get paid in bitcoin no one ever wants to pay me in bitcoin but i guess it's just a perfect market fit for you where it's just like i don't know like people just ask me to pay in Bitcoin for my wine. And, you know, like you said, the cyber hornets helped you out. I, 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 you corrected me before the show. I'm like, dude, I saw your numbers. I saw that Bitcoiners have like tripled your, your, uh, business profits. And he's like, you didn't see the numbers. You saw the chart. So let's talk about this, man. Like how long have you been doing Peony Lane? And then how has your business improved since Bitcoiners have just started to love your product and shield your product and just be like, man, just the love you receive. I see like you're, you're a memer in your own right, but also you're uh, an entrepreneur in your own right. And people love what you're doing. And it's just beautiful to watch. I started in 2019. So all of most of 2019, I was getting my liquor licenses and then I made my first wine that fall. And then I had to wait two years. So I made wine, moved home, built my house and then made wine again before I ever sold any wine. So two years of waiting. And then a year of like, oh, okay, is my wine good? Is this going to even work at all after investing that much time? And then the third year was confirmation of, or maybe the fourth, the second year of sales was confirmation that I had something here, I had a good product, and people were liking it. That time, I was not selling to Bitcoiners at all. And my idea was really like, I had an internet side hustle before selling stickers, selling some t-shirts and stuff. I didn't really want to work on the computer. I like working with wine. I like working with my hands a little bit more. And so I never really had the intention to sell wine online. And living in a town of 2000 people, I live within two hours of some ski towns. So I was doing farmer's markets and, and going to ski towns to sell my wine to a little bit more affluent people that can afford to value what I have properly. And then Bitcoiners started asking to buy wine and all of a sudden I had a business that shipped wine all over the country and that's growing. I think it's a little hard to ask people to buy your product with Bitcoin at the bottom of the bear market. I definitely got a lot of, well, <laughs> how can I justify buying a, this nice bottle of wine with Bitcoins at 16 K and I get it. Cause like I was all in on Bitcoin at 16 K trying to get as much as possible, uh, sold a few bottles at that price that, are uh, potentially the most, will become the most expensive bottles ever. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I, there's probably wine that's been bought with Bitcoin before that, but um, it's it's worked out well. It's it's turned, it's given me the ability to scale my business in a way that wouldn't have really been possible without huge capital infusion to build a tasting room space to, to be like a really in-person business before I'm ready to do that. Uh, that's the ultimate goal is I want to have a business in my town to make my town a little bit uh, more the way that I want it just by bringing in the right music, the right wine, bringing the right people together. But right now it's way better for me to scale up, ship wine and it allow people outside of Colorado to 
get exposed to Colorado wine. That's a lot of winemakers in around me are stuck in this world where people don't know Colorado wine and then and thus don't really seek it out or don't know it ex- exists at all. And I've hit this point where it's like, it's not about Colorado wine necessarily. My wine, I have natural wine, no additives, and it's in the highest elevation wine region in North America. So it's a different sales pitch where Bitcoiners seem open to the quality, open to trying something new and open to supporting their own. And it's opening people's eyes a little bit more to Colorado wine, which I hope will benefit everyone um, in Colorado just being exposed to it. Okay, so I'm laughing at the bugle. The VCs watching are salivating at the thought of investing in Bitcoin wine. Oh it's just like goodness. a no-brainer. Like, of course I want to hold Bitcoin. It's the best asset. Like, why would I want to take profits in, in anything else? I mean, that is taking my profits is literally selling wine for Bitcoin. Otherwise, I just, all the dollars I get go back into the business, go back into creating more wine. And I got to have that. I got to do that. But ultimately... It's, I'm in a pretty cool spot where the whole time, the previous four years, I either didn't have any wine or didn't have enough wine. And now, just by the magic of waiting, I have a ton of wine and can finally scale up the business, scale up the sales and do things right. And it just happens to time with a bull run. So um, I guess you could say my customers are getting richer along with me. Uh, Let's go. So that's probably the, Yeah. <laughs> what's it build build it and they will come and it's a perfect time anyways perfect uh time. i i do kind of want to want to touch on like what what's been the process of you actually accepting bitcoin i, I saw you were saying like people just dming you like so <laughs> like what's going on there it's magic oh. I, uh, speaking from a customer experience i just dm ben he sends me a, uh, an address i send bitcoin to it and he sends me one it's magical wow so the th- with liquor being a alcohol being a regulated product, I have to kind of go through these specific uh, compliance companies, compliance use things, because I have to have compliance in every single state. I'm a one man show. I don't have the ability or realistically the sales to justify that. So I use a company that takes 10% of everything I, I put through them. And I have been messaging them for three years about Bitcoin allowing me to accept Bitcoin and they don't. So previously I was using the Oshi app, which is a great marketplace for Bitcoin products. It's kind of curated, so really high quality stuff in there and you can buy everything with Bitcoin. Don't think you can use dollars at all. And that was great, but ultimately I I need to get something on my site. So I'm working on the back end to get something up on the website that you can just buy Bitcoin directly. But yeah, you can't, I can't, my hands are tied. Like I want to accept Bitcoin just like that because when I shop with and use Bitcoin to pay, it's so easy, but it's not for me. And it's really frustrating. So working on that in the back end right now. Yeah, it is literally DMs. I personally <laughs> write your order. It's like very clunky on my end. Like I try to make it as easy as possible for you guys, but uh, it's not, it's not sustainable, but at the, at the same time, like I'm stacking stats. And so that's, that's all that matters. Happy to go through the extra effort. I was going to say, like, I didn't mean to dox you there, Ben. Like, hopefully I'm not getting you in trouble with your compliance department or anything. Or, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you need to hire a, a Bitcoin order taker guy. It sounds like the one role right. that you need to hire as you scale up. Yeah, no, everything goes through. Like, I accept the Bitcoin and then I just put it as a cash sale. 
Um, so everything goes through the compliance and gets the proper taxes and everything. And I think I'm covered there. Uh, probably will wish this video was destroyed in four years. But <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's too good. Okay, uh, Ben. Let's. Uh, all right. I know we said we we're gonna, weren't going to talk about wine, but let's let's talk about wine. So I'm over here on your website, PennyLaneWine.com. You have a few different. Uh, I don't even know flavors. How, what? How do you different wines? Um, I you know I don't know much about wine. Monty says, Monty, uh, this he, is, he just this drinks is, wine. He doesn't do. Yeah, this is I, why we don't need to talk about wine as much with you because you don't know your shit. Yeah, I don't. I don't do <laughs> flavors of wine. <laughs> literally, I I only know that I like red wine. Uh, my mom likes. Uh, we've had this conversation. She likes Malbec and Tempranillos. I don't know any wine other than those two. So I don't know. Maybe, those are awesome though. Okay, awesome. Those are so, awesome. And I've got a great Tempranillo coming. But right now I have four 2021s released. So that's the current vintage I'm selling. And then I have very limited supply of all the 2020s. So there's the Merlot, Oak Shard, and Cab Franc, which were huge hits for the 2020 vintage. Um, and I've kind of held those back, wanting it to be, if you know, you know, if you know these, these are that great, you can grab them. And then soon I'll launch my wine club and those will go to wine club members only, whatever's left being kind of an exclusive access to those wines. So the 2021s are drinking amazing. I mean, as I'm doing this longer, I'm becoming a much better winemaker. So uh, it's it's cool to open up the new vintages and, and try the new ones and see like how much better of a steward I got of this wine because ultimately it's it's my role is just to kind of let the wine do its thing and be as have my hands on it as little as possible but just put it in the right places to succeed because I think I have amazing grapes out here that produce great great wine and I mean the proof is in the pudding it it drinks great but what I'm really excited for coming up I've got Satoshi's Reserve Bottle, which is my limited edition 210 bottle release of the best barrel of my 2021 wines. So I literally just went in varietal agnostic, just tasted every barrel, decided this was my best. And so since there is no second best, I have to put as much Bitcoin on this as possible. So I'm planning on selling that only for Bitcoin and release date is not set, but before the halving. And then People have been asking Ooh. me about my Pinot Noir, and that's my state wine. That's the thing I'm most proud of. But in 2021, there was no grapes. We got frozen out. So I don't have a 2021 vintage to release right now. But it got me curious. I started tasting my 2022 Pinot Noir early, and it's ridiculously good already, uh, which I thought it would need more time, but it's it's still it's insane right now. So that'll probably release before June, and I've got a few other wines coming that are going to be really exciting. Love it, bro. Love it. Let's, uh, let's I have go, one go, good question on that, on the, on the Satoshi reserve or the reserve bottles. Are you going to put like the block height as you're bottling them and stuff? That would be kind of cool. I'm just saying. Just Not as I'm bottling because the, that's kind of, they've been bottled for a year and a half already, oh, okay. but, okay. um, he's going to back there's some nuggets on there, but I think, <laughs> more, I think the, I'm backdating it for sure. The more important block height to me is the harvest height. Because that's really when the genesis of the wine began was when the grapes were picked. I mean, because you can't really do like when the grapes started growing that year. That's that's impossible. So harvest height, block height there, that that is definitely going to be on the label. Um, 
I promise this was Nostril only. But, um, <laughs> oh, let's go! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Show them a little more. Show, show them one second yeah. longer. One second Let's longer. just say a paper label, so it's it's just a prototype. It'll be nice and shiny for you. Something you can either put on your, you know, put on your shelf behind your podcast recording studio or drink and then keep the wink, bottle. Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. <laughs> don't all trust verify right. odell it's on youtube now baby <laughs> <laughs> all right uh there is some questions here that i that i think it would be great to respond to ben before before i i touch on your memeing uh so uh mg smith says oof pricey two buck chuck at trader joe's for the win so let's look at this uh you know i i see it on your chart here there's a method to the madness look if you want that cheap wine by all means, buy it, but you're buying good wine. What would be your response to this, Ben? It's it's kind of health-related and pre- taste preference-related, where if you're drinking two-buck chuck, go for it, save the money. But ultimately, like you're adding a ton of chemicals to your body. There's no ingredients list on a wine bottle, and anything that that's priced that cheap is ridiculous. I spend more than that bottle costs on grapes per bottle. And what they're doing is taking like all the leftover, all the worst grapes, and then they're adding a ton of chemicals to it to change the taste profile, aroma, texture, color. Um, It's the wine industry is as shady as the crypto industry. (laughs) Shot fired. Yeah. I mean, and it's 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 scared. It's sketchy, man. Like I kind of cringe about the wine industry because there is so much hidden there's so much hidden behind this veneer of just not understanding it. And there's no clarity because there's no, there's no ingredients list on a label. I'm not asking for more bureaucracy, but just so you know, like you're drinking a ton of super high sulfite wine. And I mean, a lot of those really crappy wines have an ingredient called mega purple to change the color. So you just feel worse after drinking it. And if your goal is just to get drunk, go for it, man. Like you're going to get, hungover whatever you're drinking but if you're drinking something that's meant for like a nice dinner with family uh friends celebrating something you're going to drink a nicer bottle so this what i make is not necessary unless you're like super loaded it's it's realistically it's just not for just hammering down and getting drunk it's for enjoying savoring having great conversations with and the idea is really you're just going to feel a hell of a lot better the next day than you would expect to with wine because people talk about wine hangovers like man i'll never get drunk on wine again i felt so crappy the next day it's not the wine <laughs> it's literally everything else that's in the wine so if you drink wine that's literally just the grapes you just feel so much better afterwards that it's very worthwhile it's also like i my wine tastes better so there's it's more than just health benefits. soft flex uh, soft flex okay let's yeah. go to a few, <laughs> yeah hard flex let's go to a few more so nigel goes uh does ben grow all these grapes in the same climate slash place I grow Pinot Noir where I am in Paonia, and that's the highest elevation Pinot in North America. So it's a pretty special wine. And that's like my flagship, my state wine. That's why I want to release the 2022 a little earlier to have it there. So that's the one that I'm like full on. This is the best, cleanest wine you can get because I can vouch for every part of the process. Then the rest, most of the rest of my grapes I get from about an hour away from me in a slightly about 1500 feet lower. So it's 4,500 foot elevation. Um, 
still very high elevation for grape growing and it's still in Colorado. So I know the producers, I, I trust them pretty well with, with their practices and, and know what they're doing and they grow great quality grapes and also different varieties than I can grow where I am because the high elevation really restricts what I can grow. So I need a little bit of help growing. I need the different varieties and everything, but what I'm really resting my, my hat on is the Pinot. And then everything else is made in the same process once it gets to me. So it's no additives, super minimal sulfites in there, really just the natural ones. And then you're getting a really high quality product as well, even though I'm not growing every one of these grapes. Love it. Love it. Okay. We got one more question here. Uh, sale dog 18 goes, which one is an earthy dry red? I'm really liking the 2021 Tempranillo right now. It's it's relatively earthy as in terms of it's kind of got like these like smoky tobacco notes to it. And then the number one thing that I've had, probably the best wine that I'm selling right now is the 2020 Cab Franc. That's a deeper, like deeper fruit, more earthy. It's got a little bit of uh, vegetal notes in it that people really like with the Cab Franc. And what I find is people that ask for that style of wine, that Cab Franc, the 2020 is a hit for them. Love it. Okay. Uh, on a personal note, can we buy cases? Is there a discount if we buy more than one bottle or what's going on yeah. here? So currently uh, three bottle minimum, it doesn't make sense to ship one bottle of wine. So three bottle minimum. And then if you order six, I ship it to you free. So you don't have to worry about those costs. And then if you buy 12, you get 10% off. And then if you slide into my DMs, I give you 10% off for paying in Bitcoin. So lots of <laughs> Let's good go. discounts there. 20% okay. off. Let's go. Let's uh one one more question. Uh Jay Thoreau goes, one more question. What advice does Ben have for Bitcoiners getting started in their own entrepreneur journeys? I think it's figure out what you actually want to be doing long term. The part of how what got me on this was I was looking for something to really commit to and just not have a side hustle, not give up. Just I have two years of wow, I just made wine. I better see this through. And in that time, I was able to really center like, what do I want in my life? How do I want to build this business to get me what I want in my life? And I was given that time after I started the business. I just jumped on to start making wine and went for it and then figured it out later. But if you're figuring out something that's a little bit sooner, you kind of, I think you want to get to know what you're good at, what you want in life. And then, yeah, you can build a team to surround yourself to fill your, um, to fill your weaknesses. But ultimately, like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to do it. And so build a, build a business that you're excited to get up and do every day because that's your life. That's your baby. That's what you're doing all the time. So wine starting out was not that for me. And it's become that because it's become a vehicle to so many other things of enjoyment. Like I get to drink great wine with people. I get invited to dinners. Um, I have, something to do with my hands all the time um and a great product to share with people i mean it's it's pretty awesome i would just stand behind what you're doing 100 percent, and and i think you'll find your way love it okay uh we are going into the meme review but before we do that uh we have a few memes that people want to respond to the bitcoin bugle what songs does ben sing to his grapes as they grow so for a long time, I was singing Rage Against the Machine, but these days I've been singing, Can you take me higher? 
<laughs> okay, that's so funny. All right, and then the last thing, this is going into the meme review. People are saying it's Opti's Friday meme review extravaganza. You are known for a very popular meme. What meme is that, Ben? Uh you talking about the meat in my pocket? The meat in your pocket, the pocket steak. Do you have a pocket steak currently in your pocket? I ate it before the show. I figured it was better to not <laughs> eat on camera. <laughs> nice, nice. So, uh, what, like, the pocket meme or the pocket steak meme, it seems like it's taken on a life of its own. And I, I legitimately didn't know that you started it. I'm like, he, Ben didn't start this. And, like, apparently you're the genesis of the pocket steak meme. And now Lottie, it's the way you can going everywhere. This, just have notifications on for Ben's tweets and you'll you'll never know that. Oh. You'll never forget he didn't start a meme. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. So, okay. Getting a little serious. What's the, how, what's the technicals of the pocket steak? You cook it and you just put it in a Ziploc in your pocket and you have snacks all day? I do recommend using protection, but... <laughs> I know there's people who raw dog their pocket meat and I mean, it's ultimately, it's just like the best I started, I was just doing it when I'm skiing, like during the summer, I kind of get it. You don't really want a sweaty steak in your pocket, but when you're skiing, yeah, it's cold, it's refrigerated, whatever. It's on an outside pocket and it's perfect. Like you rip it out, grip it and rip it on the lift and you're full, you're ready to go. Like it's full. You just take a few bites and you're ready to go for the rest of the day. And also added benefit the reactions of people on the ski lift when you break out a pocket steak is amazing i get everything from total like disgust repulsiveness people like not understanding what i'm doing to people calling me their hero and that's that's why i get up every day <laughs> love it <laughs> love it all right ben well thanks for coming on bro that was great great conversation all right guys it's time you already know it's friday everyone thinks we don't like the memes no we just do it on friday here we go opti's friday meme review Oh, yeah. You guys like my transition. Honestly, I need to cut it down. That was a little too long. But hey, you know, we had to ship it. We had to ship it and grip it. All right, guys, you already know the deal. This is Friday where we review Bitcoin memes. Send me the memes on Twitter, Simply Bitcoin TV. You can tag my personal one at Optimus Fields, but I prefer the Simply Bitcoin one because don't blow my notifications up or drop them in our Telegram group. I look in there as well. Uh, but you already know the deal. Tweet to the bullets, memes to the artillery. As you can tell from today's show, Bitcoin is saturating popular culture. It is getting propagated in every corner of the globe. And the way we do this is by spreading the memes. So continue to ridicule the corporate press. Continue to get the calls of actions out there in Bitcoin. Continue to educate your friends and family. And of course, continue to make the funny so your friend's head stay in the game. All right. This first one is, uh, you know, kind of surprising. Elon Musk has been going super hard on Twitter. Love him or hate him. It's besides the point. But he's dropping some fire memes, like constantly dropping fire memes. You know, uh, billionaire memeing with us. Not only Sailor, we got Elon Musk. You know, Musk, Musk uh, allegedly, for, for all you flat earthers in the chat over there, allegedly, you know, lands, uh, lands something on the moon yesterday and still has time to drop memes. 
things. Absolutely incredible. Of course, this isn't his meme, but I think it's fitting for today's show. And it goes, I'm sure you guys have heard the, the basics of this meme here. It's the two wolves one. He goes, inside you, there are two wolves. The black wolf goes, I hate the Federal Reserve. And then the white wolf goes, lol, same. Oh, you can see at Liberty List is the, the meme creator. But it, I think we could all agree, you know, the central banks are the real reason why we are all broker than we should be. Okay, this next one is by our boy RD underscore BTC, who just made a hot appearance in the Bugle this morning. And it goes, uh, thanks for your concern. Hashtag Bitcoin. And, you know, we got an NPC Wojak here and he goes, I do worry about you and your Bitcoins. And the Chad Bitcoiner goes, thanks, but... And then his laser eyes come on and goes, I worry about your reliance on third parties, your spiraling cost of living, and your woeful understanding of money. And the NPC just goes, oh, man, I shouldn't have opened that can of worms. And yesterday we saw the Andrew Sorkin video with Joe Kern and Tom Lee, and he's going out there and, you know, trying to debunk Bitcoin. And I don't know if you guys caught the moment, but after he said the ridiculous line that he said, he did this like face. And so it's a screenshot of his face and it goes, a store of value would stay the same price. And he does the like eyes, you know? So uh, shout out to TC. Shouts out to Joe Kern too. Biggest Bitcoin podcaster in the world. Biggest Bitcoin podcaster in the world. You know, we're, we're, we're getting put to shame, Chris. We're getting put to shame. Anyways, the next one is by Jim Crater TX. Jim Crater, Texas. He was just on the show this week. And like I said, he's part of 58K gang, uh, meme gang, 58K meme gang. And uh, it's a classic Anakin and Padme meme. And we got Anakin and goes, we're going to 58K. And she smiles. She goes, then higher, right? And then Anakin smirks. Wait, then higher, right? It's not 58K forever, is it? Oh, man. We're going higher than 58K, right? Right? I I hope so. I hope so. All right. This next one, um, you know, Chrissy Lagarde's been making rounds. Your girlfriend. Not only in my DMs, but on the timeline. <laughs> and uh, we got Glocky, a.k.a. at Clucky's underscore on Twitter. And he goes, just hashtag Bitcoin. And uh, here's like an AI, <laughs> AI version of Christine Lagarde with a pig face on her. And it goes, this greedy pig wants to inflate your savings away. What do you do? Hashtag Bitcoin, saving Bitcoin. This is the way. This is the way. Okay, this next one is by our boy Greg Zaj1. Uh, and it goes, good morning. And I guess, you know, everyone's changing their name to Japanese figures. Uh, anyways, let's look at this meme. It's a little longer, but uh, I figured, why not? It's a meme review Friday. So it goes, uh, five minutes after invention of wheel. And you got, you know, the Dharma, Buddhist Dharma wheel here. And it goes, bro, literally though, bro, the whole world is a wheel turning round and round an endless cycle of seasons and lives and realms. It all keeps turning and it all keeps coming back around. And then five minutes after invention of books, uh, bro, literally though, bro, the whole world is a book god is the author of being and he writes our names in the book of life in the beginning was the word bro you see bro and then five minutes after invention of complex gears bro literally though bro the whole world is mechanical god is divine watchmaker and the planets spin along predetermined path according to the turning of cosmic gears it's all just predictable mechanical path from creation to here and then five minutes after invention of bitcoin bro I think I just figured something out. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, man. So good. You know what we figured out, guys? We figured this out right here. It's going up forever, Laura. This is the way. All right, guys. Drop your meme review score in the chat over here. We will cover it live. But before we cover them live, we... <laughs> Opti would tap that. Y'all are wildin'. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, before we cover your meme review scores live, we will do our meme review scores live. Um, I'm going to be doing this. I've been trying to plug this low key on the show, but but I, I haven't actually plugged it. Um, it's this fresh squeezed orange juice because you know everything we do is orange. It's orange is green. It's delicious. Highly suggest. It's a little pricey. I'm not gonna lie. It, I'm getting robbed over here for, by this uh, cold pressed orange juice. But hey, it's on brand. Orange juice is the way. All right, uh, Ben. Let's do you. Let's do you next. What is your meme review score for today? Nice. I can't give that wolf one a, a 10 because I want to see that moon slightly tinged orange with a little B in it. <laughs> that was pretty Bars. good. <laughs> okay, he's going throwback. Throwback. Solid 10. Well, no. Nine. Oh, no, 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 no. Nice. Oh, okay. So, so 6.9. Come on. 6.9. Okay. All right, sweet. All right, Chris, what is your meme review score for today? I got the panties for Bitcoin sticker. You oh. love to see it. Love to see it. So. I was going to say something inappropriate, but I, I will, I will, uh, spare, <laughs> I, yeah, I will spare the fiance anyways, guys, before I get to the meme review scores for today, make sure you scan the QR code, get yourself some simply Bitcoin theme merch. Of course, as I always say, stack sats first stack simply bitcoin merch second but we really appreciate it guys we are on the verge of dropping our next batch of merch we got t-shirts we have tank tops we even got hats for you guys uh we partnered with a bitcoin artist i think actually you guys probably saw it last week shouts out to austin noah i think we're gonna get him on the show soon but it's uh i don't know what's going on blame wine but there's something that we're waiting on but new batch of simply bitcoin theme merch is dropping soon i think we have i think it's like five shirts and hoodies left so if you want to get you know if you need to go hunting and you want an orange sweater make sure you get yourself an orange simply bitcoin hoodie there's still a few shirts which are just the simply bitcoin branded ones but uh, the new batch is dropping soon. I don't know what the delay is, but there's something's going on. So anyways, let's get to the meme review scores for today. First one is by Sale Dog. Sale Dog 18 goes, I give those memes five solid blasts from the rant horn. Oh, snaps. I guess I got to do it. <laughs> Okay, all right. Next one, Elaine Lowell. Score, Bitcoin bull run brings all doubters into the light. Price can't be stopped, but Bitcoin knowledge is the real winner. Bitcoin trending everywhere. Bars. Okay, next one, Frank Arn. I give these memes a freshly mined, mint condition, level 10 PSA grade mini Nico. Yeesh. Okay, Phil C, I give these memes less than 60 days till the halving. Let's go. Okay, Nigel Lowry, I give the memes all the health and happiness to Nico, Sophie, and the plus one. Congratulations, Bitcoiners. Yeah, man, send some love to them. UTXO, I give the memes a glass of orange juice with gold flakes swimming in it. That sounds delicious. All right, McLovin, meme score, one big super sexy cowbell. Yeah, shouts out to all you guys that, that love the, the air horn. I love it. Okay, Rave Elevator, I score the memes seven green pickles. Okay. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What is it? What is this? A Vegas reunion? <laughs> if you know, you know. All right. Uh, Son of Satoshi, I give the memes one salty dude that doesn't like you at all. Oh, be nice. Be nice. It's okay. MG Smith for... 
I give the memes the hangover from hell after drinking two buck chuck. Yes, this is the way. All right, let me go to Rumble. Let me see. All right, on Rumble, we have Vito, Vito, wait, no, Morand, score wine, wines for wine. Peony. All right, Vito, one, three, two, seven. Jeez, this is super loud, man. Score, Opti's pig girlfriend smokes a bread and sees Bitcoin as God. Okay. Narwhal tacos, I give those means 4.5 pocket steaks. Okay, this is the way. All right. We didn't run out of memes, scores. It's, it's the buzzer. All right, guys. Well, it's the Friday show. We'll be back on Monday. Um, I... It's still up in the air, but I think uh, Nico will be gone for the next couple of days. So Monday, Nico's probably going to be gone dealing with the newborn. So I will be holding it down Monday. Uh, I have still yet to find a co-host. I'm, I'm not going to lean on Chris too much because he does have a job. Anyways, Chris, uh, let's start with you, bro. Thanks for coming on. Uh, do you want to plug anything? What, what do you want people to check out? Where do they find you on the Twitterverse? All that good stuff. Yeah, no, uh, thanks, Opti. Always a pleasure being on. You can find me on Twitter at uh, Chris Alemo and then the number six or on Nostra as well, Chris Alemo on there. Uh, my NIP5 should should take me right to my handle. And check out Pacific Bitcoin. I hope I see a lot of people in uh, in LA. I'll also be at Bitcoin 2024 in Nashville. So excited to see all the clubs there. Let's go. All right, awesome, bro. Good to have you. Always a pleasure, Chris and Ben. Thanks for coming on, bro. I, I really like this show. Obviously lighthearted, but I think the message is very important. Uh, I think people get too caught up in this idea that we all have to be miners or you know coders and Bitcoin devs. And it's like, no, bro, just do what you do best. And hopefully you can incentivize people to give you Bitcoin for it. And I think you're a great example of this. And of course, a great member of the community, memeing out there with everyone. So Ben, last time, what can we plug? Uh, where can people find you? And uh, have people hit you up in the DMs so that they can buy some wine. My DMs are going to be wrecked. At Peony Lane Wine. <laughs> Maybe spell, my, it, spell it out. Spell it out for people yeah, yeah. in audio. P-E-O-N-Y-L-A-N-E-W-I-N-E. Hope that was slow enough for you. At Ben Justman on Twitter. Find me on Nostra as well. And yeah, shipping wine all over the United States. I hope you get a chance to try some or get a bottle before the having or 100k whatever you choose to celebrate it'd be awesome to uh just hear about that afterwards hear how great of a time you had so uh let me know if you have any questions about the wines uh my dms are open and i'll get back to you as soon as i can let's go all right thanks for coming on ben we'll have to bring you back on soon maybe when the limited release comes out when the wine club comes out we'll bring you back on but uh, i hope to see you soon bro so thanks for coming on all right guys you already know the deal it's the friday show so have a good weekend get outside touch some grass get some exercise eat some good food hang out with your friends and loved ones but of course like share subscribe and not just simply Bitcoin, all Bitcoin content. It's upon us to spread the Bitcoin signal. No one knows what's going on in the world, but Bitcoiners do. So make sure people get on the Bitcoin standard. But of course, stack sat, stay humble. This is the way. On that note, guys, peace out, and we will see you on Monday. Episode was brought to you by BitcoinWell.com, a Bitcoin-only platform on a mission to enable financial independence. <laughs>